0: Abortion's devastating impact on men. We're going to be talking about a new study on faith and freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead.
1: You know, of course, Matt, we, we often talk about abortion, how it kills innocent unborn children, and it harms women. I mean, the the list is significant, the harms that women are suffering because of abortion, whether are surgical or chemical. But I think we often don't mention the men and the effect that it's having on them.
0: Yeah, there's a new study about the effect of abortion on men in America, and it finds that 71% of men suffered adverse changes to their mental health after losing a child, To an
1: abortion 71 percent
0: yeah the study elaborated that by saying that one out of every seven american men suffer abortion loss experience including depression anxiety regret grief anger and even more however these men have difficulty expressing or even acknowledging their emotions due to societal pressure to remain silent indicating they do not have the right to grieve leaving these men to feel their grief is disenfranchised. The study is entitled, Abortions, Long-Term Negative Impact on Men. It was commissioned by the nonprofit organization Support After Abortion, and was conducted by Shepherd Research in an Oklahoma-based market research firm. The researchers conducted surveys with 1,000 men across the United States, and found that 100, or 10% of those men had a personal experience with abortion, and 71 of them experienced adverse effects. Out of 71 men with adverse changes, 83% either sought after abortion help or said they could have benefited from talking to someone.
1: You know, Matt, it reminds me, I participated in a walk for a pro-life Pregnancy center a couple years ago. And at that walk, they had a a long table and it was just full of little baby shoes. And if you pick up a pair Mm. of the baby shoes, they each had, oh, it just mm, makes me cry thinking about it. They had a, a note attached to that pair of shoes and it was written by the father. And because that Pregnancy Center did post-abortion counseling for the couple after they had mm. uh, had abortion and, and realized what they had done is wrong. And the father wrote the note, like, to the little baby, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I wanted to be a good dad. Please forgive me. And And those very compelling messages, I'll never forget that.
0: You know, you, the men are often just forgotten about in this particular situation. And, and I don't and think Society read, actually yeah. really essentially tells men to shut up. You have no right to speak. This is only a woman's issue.
1: And I don't think we, we often realize that they don't have a voice. I think in our own minds we think, oh, the men are pushing the women toward the abortion facility to get the abortion. They don't want to deal with it or whatever. But that's not always the case.
0: Well, slightly more than half of those surveyed indicated they were, quote, pro-choice, close quote. of quote pro choice men were negatively affected by an abortion. So these are men, 31% or a third of them were negatively affected by abortion, yet they were pro abortion, regardless of whether one was pro abortion or pro life.
1: Sadly, they learned after the fact. Yeah, 57%,
0: uh, almost three out of five men said that the abortion wasn't their decision, but rather it was the woman's or someone else's. In fact, 45% of the men said they did not have a voice in the matter at all. Greg Mayo, the studies author and chair of the uh, Support After Abortion National Men's Task Force, which is focused on helping men heal after abortion, has personally experienced this tragedy twice. Mayo said, I had... No say in either decision. At that time, few people were talking about abortion healing, especially for men. The decades that followed until I was healing in 2009 were mired and muddled by the fallout of lost fatherhood. Mayo also explained uh, that as a therapist uh, told him, his pain from abortions probably wasn't a thing, and his feelings were rather something from his family history. Mayo credits uh, those remarks for delaying his healing by 15 years.
1: All right. He experienced two abortions in his life. Yeah.
0: so Yeah. So he says, I waited through life like many men, fighting upstream to move forward in spite of the weight around my ankles. Uh, There simply wasn't an area in my life that was not untouched by my loss, work, education, relationships, including eventually my marriage and the children I raised. I also engaged in cliff diving and bungee jumping, which for some are simply thrills, but for me, were motivated by risking my life.
1: Well, I think it's even harder for men because they're encouraged not to show their feelings. And so they have it all bottled up. And so they have to express this grief somehow. But you know, we... We were celebrated uh, June 2022, the overturning of Roe and Casey abortion decisions. That was a huge accomplishment, a huge celebration. But that doesn't mean that abortion ends. Now it goes back to the states, and we're still seeing the impact that it's having on unborn children, women, and men.
0: Yeah, and Mayo said, you know, the narrative for over 50 years now has been men need to be quiet and stay out of it. Yeah, in this study, Mayo noted that men's grief is often disenfranchised. Their grief, a natural response to loss, is often invalidated. Men perceive that their thoughts and feelings are dismissed or not valid or valued, and many remain silently in pain. Uh, He said that 82% of men surveyed in the study did not know where to go for help after the abortion, and 32% didn't seek help at all. He noted that after he had started uh, into abortion recovery and discussing it in men's groups, he realized the need in America for men to talk about the effect of abortion on them. He says, quote, there's really, really a big need in this country to get men out of the darkness, to get them talking about their abortion experience and then to help them find Healing.
1: You know, amen. I mean, these, the, in Planned Parenthood and these pro choice activists, they want to make it think, oh, you just take a pill or, oh, you just have this little surgery and all your problems will go away. You won't have to deal with a child and et cetera, et cetera. But it just exacerbates the pain and grief for the woman and the man.
0: Yeah, you know, when we think about the impact of abortion, it's incalculable. You talk about over 63, 65 million or so babies that were aborted from 1973. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a huge amount of people. Yes. And there's, what, 330 million people in the United States. So you do the math. It is a huge amount of people. For each one of those abortions, there is a mother. So you you double that. For each one of those abortions, there's a father. So you you triple it. So you kill the baby. You have an emotional, sometimes physical, uh, impact on both the, the mother and certainly emotional impact on the father. But even as Mayo said here, He engaged in risky behavior. You see this also with post-abortive women. You see women engaging in risky behavior. You see post-abortion women going through recovery, and they don't realize the reason why they're doing um, harmful things to themselves or becoming involved in drugs to you know, numb the pain or alcohol or sexual promiscuity is because of the anger that they're directing to themselves. And once they realize where that comes from, there is hope for healing. Which and comes from guilt. in Jesus Christ. Yeah, it comes from guilt. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you calculate that. I mean, if you take 63 million and you make it times three, you're up in the 180, 200 million range of people. Oh, yeah. You're talking about an incredible amount of people that are negatively impacted by abortion. And then when you expand that out to close relatives, brothers and sisters, grandparents, the impact of abortion is staggering and is uncalculable.
1: You know, there's a resource on our webpage called The Truth About Abortion. And first of all, there's a visual of the the populations of each state that are shaded that add up to the number of abortions since the 1973 Roe decision was passed and it that's that visual right there is just shocking but then you can go on and see what abortion actually is and the impact And I would suggest people take that, print it out, pass it around in your church, because of all places, the church needs to be talking about this and ministering to these people as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a core issue of the church, Uh, human sexuality, and certainly abortion, uh, contraception, all of those are core issues that ought to be taught. It ought to be a place where people can go to church and they can have good discussion, biblically-based discussion. You say, well, you know, it's too controversial. I want to raise it. Well, you know what? You have hurting people in the congregation. You have people that will also become hurting people because you haven't educated them properly. Pastors and people in the church, encourage your pastors to speak on this issue. Create support groups in your church as well. If your pastor won't lead, then you lead. Do it in your communities. Do it in your church. Do it in your um friend network for more information you can go to liberty council's website lc.org forward slash life that's forward slash life you've been listening to faith and freedom brought to you by liberty council we hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family and freedom visit liberty council's website at lc.org